And we're live once again on Facebook. And uh, for you listening on the podcast, welcome to uh, Balls and Six podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Take so two Mike, today. How was, your, how, how was your week? It was good. Um, I uh, We had a uh, blizzard storm yes, Thursday night into Friday, so um, things are uh, a little white out there, but was able to get it cleared off with the plow, so that was nice. Uh, you guys get any of that? No, 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 we didn't. I think we had one of the one of those classic weatherman scare tactics of we're gonna get so much snow prepare, and then nothing came. So you guys had the old switcheroo. <laughs> That's right, the old switcheroo. I mean, scare everybody to go out to the grocery store to stock up, and then nothing happens. And now you can't buy toilet paper. Yeah, I, I guess so. I haven't been to the store yet, so... I'm just guessing. I mean, that seems to be... I, I guess that was a 2021 thing. Now people yeah. ha- have all the toilet paper, so they shouldn't need to buy it for another 18 years or something. Anyway, uh, folks, we got a we got a good show for you. Um, our headline topics go as follow. We have a massive NBA trade. Uh, we have college football championship that actually... Uh, played last monday night and uh rich what else we got going on uh we'll be recapping the wild card weekend or as the nfl called it the super wild card weekend of football and then giving you our predictions for the divisional round and uh we'll also be looking at some um at some coaching news as we've had last week we talked about head coach openings this week we've had we'll be talking about some positions that got filled and also talking a little baseball as we had a big trade that went down between the Indians and the Mets and also the Cubs um, kind of shoring up, kind of maybe tying up some loose ends with some free agents that they had. Yeah, that and more. Uh, folks, I do have to apologize. We do not have an intro slide, uh, which is news to Rich because he didn't know we didn't have an intro slide until just uh, a minute ago. But, I uh, listen to the podcast form yeah. of our episode. If you if you don't li- watch us live and or watch the podcast, uh, I normally put up we you just see Rich and Mai's face most of the time. But uh, during the intro, I have a little slide that I put up. But nobody nice. has to listen to it this week or see it this week. I'll have to remake it. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, and we're back. Um, So, uh, before we get anywhere into the headline topics, let's talk about what the people really want to know. How'd our poll question do? Rich, how did you vote? This week's poll question was basketball finales. Space Jam, White Man Can't Jump, and Coach Carter. Rich, how did you vote? Um, Mike, I went with Coach Carter. That's a good pick. I really like that pick. I did not where I voted. Um, you and two others, uh, Mikey O'Roderer and Adam Heath. Um, and then uh, we had White Man Can't Jump. Got one vote from your cousin or your brother-in-law, Josh. And, uh, Josh. And uh, Space Jam won with six. The people voting for it. Your mom, my wife, Matt Johnson, uh, 
I'm giving everybody a shout out. Your brother, Josh. Yeah. Uh, my wife and Mark Johnson, friend of the show. Um, so yeah, good job. Thanks everybody for joining us or for, for voting. Uh, we love that, uh, you guys participate. If you're listening on the podcast, jump over to facebook.com slash fans of balls and six. That's where you can participate in the, uh, the fan polls. And, uh, you can say something, say hi. Uh, if you want to watch us live, we are on balls and, uh, facebook.com slash balls and six. Rich, are you okay with the way the people voted? Uh, I, I, I am. Um, I mean, Space Jam is a great movie. I went with Coach Carter because of the message that that it gets of, of, of the overall message. And I, I like I really do like that movie. Okay. Um, I can I can appreciate all three movies. I actually like all three of those movies. Uh, so we'll see. Um, moving on to the next round. And I think we're are we doing just one round or are we doing uh, full bracket style after this? I think we'll let's do a full bracket okay. style. Okay. So so we'll we'll rank those movies once we get through. Yep. So our next category will be just a one week poll for hockey, and where we will where the movies of choice will be the Mighty Ducks series. We're not going to break them down into one, two, or three. Uh, Goon, Miracle, and Slapshot. And this will be one poll that we will allow you to add a movie if there is a hockey movie that we miss that you want to add to the poll yeah um so we'll be watching for that to go live after the show but we're going to pivot back to the nba mike as we had a big trade come out and it's out of the nba this week i mean there's a lot of guys moving there's a lot of guys moving around but really it's the guy on top and what mm-hmm. the team that that uh, got that guy gave up in order to get it. Um, we're talking the Nets and J- getting James Harden and a 2022 second round draft pick from Cleveland for it, it's a it ends up being a four way trade. Um, it does. The Rockets so, uh, get yeah. Go ahead and let me know who the Rockets get, Rich. Okay, so the Rockets in this deal get Victor Oladipo to basically replace James Harden in the starting lineup from yep. from the Indiana. They get uh, Dante Exum, who was a former first-round pick of the Jazz from the Cavaliers, and they get some guy named Rodriguez Rocas from Brooklyn as well. Yep. And... But the big thing that Houston gets besides Oladipo is unprotected first-round picks in 22, 24, and 26, and the rights to to swap picks with the Brooklyn Nets in 21, 23, 25, and 27. That and is... they also get a first-round pick from Cleveland in 2022 and a future second-round pick from the Pacers. Wow. They made so out... The, uh, we will get into the to to our critiques on it. The Pacers end up with uh, Karis Levert and Rich. How'd the Cavs make out on this one? Yeah, well, the Cavs get center Jared Allen and Teron Prince, wow. who were traded to who were former Nets 
that got traded to them. So I mean, they get some younger, they get some younger players, to um, younger big men. So I, I, I don't quite get the Cavs' point of doing the trade, as they're they're getting basically more big men to add to their roster, which already has some good centers and power forwards on it. But uh, at least they're younger guys. Apparently, they think that uh, the future of the NBA is in the big man. Which Maybe. apparently the rest of the NBA thinks is the not the future of the NBA. Speaking of that, uh, just a quick joke because we're talking NBA. Do you know? Do you realize that using a squatty potty is like what an NBA guy feels like when he sits on a normal toilet? No, I did not. So go ahead and complete your joke, Mike. I guess that was the joke. Oh, it was. Yeah, okay. yeah. It made you laugh. It did. Okay. Um. Okay. So, man. First of all, when we break this down, that means that the Cavs potentially have given up their first round draft picks from now until 2027. Uh, the, the Nets, but yes, the Nets, you are, that's you are correct. The they Nets, they're, they're mortgaging their future to maybe get one or two championship banners while they have this core of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Okay, here's my first question on this. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that those guys have a chance against King LeBron and Anthony Davis out in LA? I think they do, but there there's going to be some growing pains. You're going to have to tie one of LeBron's legs to the other and make him hop around as a as a mermaid man basically in order to make that truly I mean, I don't think it's that bad, but man, that's going to be it's gonna to be tough. Yeah, I mean, my dad made a good made a made a comment about it. I'll, I'll get the actual wording here. Um, he said, "Is it just a fluke, or does it look like the Brooklyn Nets are bringing a lot of street ball to the court? Because you know that team's not gonna play much defense. No, no. They lost their best defender in that trade, and probably in uh, yeah, in Jared Allen. Jared yep. Allen. So." That team's wow. gonna be that team's gonna be banking on that they can outscore you with yep. the collection of all stars that they have. Yep. And again, that's that's a great concept, but let's just fast forward to the to the finals. You're playing LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You have to outscore those two guys without play defense? I don't know. I mean, I, I think that they could hang with them offensively, but I don't know if they – obviously that they have an answer of who could defend LeBron James with Kevin Durant, but who's going to – who could match up and defend Anthony Davis on that on that roster? My bigger question is who's going to take – like, yes, that's fine, but both Anthony Davis and LeBron James are willing to play defense. James Harden doesn't like it when other guys are when guys post up on him. James Harden doesn't like having to face somebody that plays defense against him. All you got to do is get in Harden's head and and throw LeBron at him and on the defensive side of the ball. Or Anthony Davis. Either one of those guys are good defenders. Where's the what's the plan here? Cuz as soon as you get in in James in in James Harden's head, like his numbers go down when he's defended tightly 
his numbers go drastically down. Okay. Now, I think the Rockets, number one team in this trade. Yes, they got all those draft picks. Yes, they got a bunch of guys. But they got rid of the cancer that was eating their their locker room. Mm-hmm. And a guy that's been a cancer for longer than people have talked about him being a cancer. When he when everybody was amazed at how awesome he is and how much he, how much scoring he was doing, he was in the he was still being a cancer to the team. The focus was not no longer on the team. The focus was on him. the The focus was no longer on their wins as much as it was how how many times is he going to score above fifty this season? Beyond that, he complains and bitches until he gets sorry. I, yeah. That's a little harsher than I like to use, but he complains and whines until he gets his his way to bring in a uh, to bring in other players. And what does he do with them, Rich? He doesn't do anything. I mean, I think that uh, I was watching a clip of the NBA Tonight on YouTube about how Charles about Shaquille O'Neal really putting James Harden just really bashing him for for what he treated and backtracking off his statement of, well, I, I gave my all to the city of Houston and thank you for the many years, many great years that I have. But Shaq said, no, you didn't give them the best. You asked for Dwight Howard. Yep. You didn't do anything with him. You asked for Chris Paul. We gave him to you. You didn't do anything with him. Yep. You asked for your buddy Russell Westbrook to come play with you to take it to the team to the next level. You didn't do anything with him. And then he brought up his failures of not being able to deliver for the for the Rockets in winner go home game type yeah. games. Good job on the Rockets getting rid of him. Good job on the Rockets for fleecing the Nets out of the next seven years worth of drafts. Mm-hmm. You control your destiny at this point if you're the the Rockets. Yeah, because I mean, even if those even if those pick swaps or or the unprotected picks, even if those wind up in the low low first rounds, that at least gives you trade ammunition to trade up in the draft. Yep. If you can trade Brooklyn's first round pick and your first round pick for a higher pick in a draft, if if in fact things go the Nets way and they like they think they are to where they're going to be uh, having having maybe like the one of the top four records in the NBA to where their first round picks that they're giving up are in the lower part of the first round. The other side of this with, uh, with that, I mean, Cleveland doesn't, or, or sorry, not Cleveland, Brooklyn doesn't get to infuse young talent into their team. Okay. They, they lost just their first round. The first round is where 90% of the guys in the NBA come from. It's not like the NBA. It's not like the the NFL. It's not like the MLB, where late round draft picks tend to make something of themselves. The late dra- round draft picks are guys that end up in the G League, guys that end up over in in the the Euro NBA Europe, the guys that end up doing these things in other places that have to end up having to work their way into and maybe get a chance in the NBA. They're not guys that just are NBA ready. They never are. Um, and on top of it, it makes it so that the Rockets now 
they have those opportunities. They have, like you said, they have opportunity to trade up. They have opportunity to continue to, to improve. Um, even if they don't use any of these to trade, if they just draft, that's a first-round draft pick. Even the late first-round draft picks tend to be pretty good for the NBA. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, I mean, it's they got a lot of picks, but I mean, if if you're the Rockets and you want to contend now as well, I think Victor Oladipo was a good player to pick up in, in a trade in this four-team trade, and to basically take Harden's place in the starting lineup as two, and then if he doesn't work out, he's his deal expires at the end of the year as well. He's young too, isn't he? Um, he's young, but he's coming off of. He's some, only twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, he, he does. He has had some knee problems, though. Okay. So I mean, he's trying to reestablish his value, and to where at least he could step right into the starting lineup and help that team now, just as much. And then they have resources for the future. So they're so they not only got they the Rockets, I think, got a way to still contend this year to make to make the playoffs. Yep. Or they can, and they're gonna. And they got a lot of salary cap relief by trading Harden and with Oladipo coming off the books. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. You talk about um, you talk about salary cap. Um, rookie deals are where it's at. I mean, we've seen in the, in the NFL, rookie deals are how you win championships. Because you think Kansas City is going to be able to land any big names with that contract they got hanging over their head over the next 10 years? not without players taking a hometown or a hometown discount or a discount to play in that city because they they know they'd have a good chance of winning winning a championship. So and that's basically what Brooklyn is banking on yep. with those with those three guys on the roster right now. Yeah, those the champ, the 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 amount of money that they owe their top 3 is good is well beyond that that that's actually worth it. And you get all these rookies in in the Rockets for over the next seven years. You're going to have guys on rookie deals that you made from this trade that are coming into their second year, and you can get the uh, you can get the supermax out of it, which the NBA discounts on the the. Uh, I I love how the NBA does that that they discount the supermax that a home team can give you because against the salary cap because they want parity. So they want when you get drafted for you to stay at home, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's... The, the, the la- yeah. I mean, the last negative thing that I really have about this deal on the net side is that giving up that many draft picks, you think they would have learned their lesson from the early two thousands yep. when they did the same thing to acquire Kevin Durant and Paul Pierce from Boston yep. to join I, I don't remember the the guy that they the guy that they brought in to make that big who the oh existing guy was on the roster at the time but they went through this once before and it didn't work out and I think both Durant I mean the only difference is that Harden maybe is is in his early 30s while Garnett and Pierce were in their late 30s so Maybe they're banking that it works this time because at least Harden is a younger player. Yeah. Um, 
but but I mean the only thing that you could say out of it is that even if this is that you know the championship banner hangs forever so if they pull it off and win one or two championships it was all worth it because that championship banner will always be up in the rafters even when your team is giving up their lottery picks for the next four years because that's what you had to do to win those championships yeah i that's one thing to say um i mean pacers is, I, I like is, the deal for the pacers I, okay. I really do victor oladipo was probably they weren't gonna be able to bring back or afford victor oladipo at the end of the year so at least they get a younger a young basically kind of almost like a I, i've heard that levert is almost like a younger version of oladipo so yeah. maybe they, they at least get a guy with under team control for a lot longer than than oladipo the term the team with uh and you already Malcolm said Brogdon. you already said and i agree uh, doesn't this trade doesn't make lots of sense for the Cavs? They're looking like they're building a team around a bunch of big guys. Um, maybe they owed the Nets something because they I don't know. I'm not sure why. Yeah. But, so you, so your your overall thoughts, Mike? Who, who's the big winner out of this one? The Rockets, 100. percent Okay. And the losers are the Nets. I mean, that's that's is all it? there is to it. The other two teams are there just for fodder. They're just for. I mean. Yeah, Victor Victor Oladipo is what made this deal happen. Let's let's be honest. If it doesn't, if he doesn't end up in this trade, this trade doesn't happen because you can't let James Harden go and not get a name, not get somebody that's coming in that's going to be able to to start. Uh, and that's what what Oladipo does. But he all, but but this trade gets him off the Pacers' books, like we said. Um, so the Pacers are you know whatever. I don't think they're super yeah. like it's not a great thing for them. Um, the Nets gave up their their entire defense basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I the Rockets win, um, and it's not just the draft picks; it's the the removal of the cancer of James Harden. I've loved James Harden for years. Fear the beard has been one of those mantras that I've said since before it was about him, but I've included him in it when he when he was just tearing it up. I don't think he's going to do the same thing in the, in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, 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 I like the trade for the Rockets. Right now, I'd have to give the Nets maybe maybe an incomplete right now. Yep. If they can win the championship. Even if they win it. The, because they win the championship, but I if think they, they don't win a championship, it's a big thumbs down for me. I think they got to win at least two championships for this to two. be. I think they have okay. to win two. You have to win two out of this. How will you? Okay. <clears throat> how does it make sense if you don't win at least two? I don't know. I mean, I mean, you've given up. You've you've sacrificed the next decade. Basically, you've sacrificed the next decade in order to win today. Are you willing to give up an entire decade's worth of hope? on one championship. Okay. I, I can, I can see, I can see, I can see your point of view. So yeah, I, I can agree with that. I think it's going to take two championships for the nets to maybe turn this. I mean, from, from a thumbs down all the way up to a thumbs up. Let's, let's rotate this. Let's, okay. Let's, I'm going to compare this deal 
to a mm. deal that you hate. Because it's it's similar. They they gave up lots of first round draft picks. The Mitch Trubisky trade up. Okay. Okay. They they have made the playoffs. Four of the five years or three of the f- four years that he's been there, right? Mm-hmm. And you still consider that a failure? Basically because of the two guys that they could have drafted if they had just stayed in the number two spot. Okay. In the number three spot. Okay, but they could have had Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. But assuming that that mystery team that supposedly was going to trade up the number two ahead of the Bears, the draft Trubisky actually turned around and did it. But was uh, how many other teams passed on Patrick Mahomes? A lot of teams, and the okay. Chiefs traded up to get him. Okay, so and the, I think. Houston traded up to get Watson too. And and Watson he was he ended up being 8, right? Cuz Mahomes Mahomes was picked up at like That was what the 2015 16 draft? Yeah. Uh 2017. 17, okay. Okay. So, here's how we go. Um, Miles Garrett, that, you know, that's actually a pretty good pickup. Um, yeah. so Patrick Mahomes went ninth, eight other teams, seven other teams outside of the bears or no, yeah. he went 10. He went 10. He went 10. So eight Watson other teams, eight other teams didn't think that that Patrick Mahomes wasn't worth it. Let's look at some of those teams and, and, and now we're, we're moving into the into the NBA, yeah. NFL, and I because I'm sure. I'm I'm defending the Bears pick. Cleveland, you're telling me Cleveland wouldn't have been happy with Patrick Mahomes at the time. Okay. They waited San until San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco until... could have done it. Jacksonville. They were they were rocking Ryan Tannehill at the time, weren't they? No, Jacksonville. I think that was a Blake Bortles year. Oh, Anna yeah. Throw was never in. Yeah, that throw was never in. Uh, how that Jacksonville? Yeah. He was in Miami. How did Blake Bortles work out for Jacksonville there? Not too well. Tennessee. Corey, Corey Davis. Yeah. The um, Jets. The, the Chargers. The Jets. I don't like the Jets. The the Jets had just picked up somebody the year before, so you know whatever. The Chargers. Uh, they were still with uh, they still Old, Man, Old Rivers. Man Rivers, so you can kind of make that the Panthers. You you they didn't need one. That's fine, and the Bengals had the Red Rocket at the time. Yeah, all those guys passed up on them, and you're and and we're arguing that Mitch Trubisky is the is the biggest goof on that. No, compared to those two guys, yeah, but. You're saying that the rest of those, the eight other teams that didn't draft a quarterback in that in that first round, other than the maybe the Panthers. I'm sorry, you, you can't. Right. Well, yeah, but you didn't need the trade to go up one spot just to make sure you got Trubisky. By the way, when you when Desha- you could have stuck stayed at three and picked up somebody else, Deshaun Watson 
at the time, I, I know this because we talked about it, Deshaun Watson was supposed to be the number one quarterback out of that draft. He drops to third behind Mitch Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, either way, we digressed a little bit too far. Um, don't like to... I, I don't like the trade for the for the Nats. I, I like it for the Rockets. The future is the only way to tell who really wins this one. Um, because you are banking on potential over over current profits. So, um, any other things it, you want to talk in the, on that? Is it championship or bust for it's, the Brooklyn it's Nets? two championships. Okay. Two championships, minimum. But, but for sure one. If it's if they if they don't get one, you fire. If you don't win one in the next three years, you fire everybody that ha- that had a hand in making this decision, including if I'm the owner, I resign because I signed off on it, <laughs> and I sell the team because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Okay, okay. let's move over to the NCAA. Uh, let's get off of NBA where we don't where we only know enough to to put our foots in our mouths so far. Uh, NCAA, yeah. uh, we can get our foot the rest of the way in our mouth if we don't know what because right. we don't know what we're talking about. Um, we had the national championship game: Alabama, Ohio State. Alabama just beat up on Ohio State. Um, and sure did fifty two to twenty four. Do you think that would have happened with anybody else? With everybody else? I mean, obviously they they beat. Notre Dame the week before pretty handily. I I think it would, Mike. That that was just one special team to yeah. where they had guy they had they had a group of wide receivers that are going to, going into the draft. You can probably make a case that any one of those guys will be the number one receiver on the team that drafts them, and they had three guys. Yeah, they had three of those on one team, and I mean I'm always a little skeptical of. Alabama quarterbacks because no, no, no quarterback recently under the Nick Saban era has come out of college and had NFL success, but it definitely made Mac Jones a first round pick. Maybe not, maybe not the first quarterback off the board, but he'll be a good pick for somebody needing a quarterback. Does this outcome hurt Trevor Lawrence? I don't think so. I think he's the number one pick no matter what happens. I think he could have. I mean, obviously, uh, he, he didn't perform well in the semifinal game, but I don't think it's going to matter much. I think I think he's going number one overall. Well, Rich, you were right on that one. Good job. This was not a uh, lunch bet one. Um, no, no. But we are free and clear for lunch bets. You've you've made that. We've made that cleared up. So all we have left. Is, so we have the Super Bowl to look forward to as our next Ooh. who's purchasing lunch bet. Um, but That's before we right. get to that, let's move over to the NFL so we can talk wild super wild card weekend. Um, did you like the format that this weekend held? I did. You had three games each. I think the and I think the NFL <coughs> did pretty well in deciding which games were going to be on on the primetime telecast too. As you had, yep. as you had good games. Uh, yeah. So the scores uh, it was a close game between Buffalo and Indy as uh, that came down to the wire. Yep. As uh, Rivers had a chance to get Indy a win, but they it didn't happen on a Hail Mary. So that was a 27-24. Is Rivers retiring? I think he's going to 
I don't think so. But I, I know that Indy is smart. They'll draft a quarterback to learn under Rivers for a year if they choose to bring him back. I know that um, ESPN is trying to make a play on getting him to be the next quarterback in the or the next quarterback up in the booth. But he's got nine kids, Mike. I don't think that he'd want to do a broadcasting gig and be away from his family that long. Um, with the way that they're doing it now, the pre the the interview are a day or our zoom interviews they'll probably continue that in the future he'll probably make sure that's in the thing so he goes down to the office for eight hours while the kids are at school does his interviews on zoom goes back up gets on a private jet on monday morning goes to the game gets on a private jet gets back home at two in the morning whatever and uh wakes up with the kids for to put send him off to school, then takes a nap for the rest of the day. <laughs> I, I guess I can see it working, but I I think Rivers wants to get that try to get that Super Bowl ring. But I think if he returns, it's going to be with Indy or he's going to retire. I don't think okay. that he wants to go through the process of learning another team's playbook again. Then we move over to Seattle and the Rams. The Rams pull up. Uh, I don't know that I'd call that one an upset, really. It technically on the books was an upset, but still, it was a uh, it was a game that everybody knew was a lot closer. Uh, the third matchup between these two teams, um, yeah, man, always good to watch. Um, but the Rams pull it off, thirty to twenty. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised by this outcome. I was expecting Seattle to win the game, but you I, know what? I'm it pretty was sure critical. I'm pretty sure I was too. Pick- yeah, I mean, it was that pick six that made the difference on yep. defense um, Russell Wilson. And then the Bucks, uh pull it out over the Washington football team. Um, you know, I made the joke last week that the Bucks had a bye week. Washington didn't make it look like that. No, that that's what a strong defense can do for I, you, though. I you was... Keep a game close and maybe give your offense a chance to pull off an upset. It makes me wonder if that team's almost legit. Almost. Almost. If they can get a, if they can get the right quarterback, I mean Tyler Henneke didn't look bad in that game, but if they could get a quarterback for that team, Henneke healthy all year. Henneke became the star of that game, and then got blasted because he's a Trump supporter. I'm sorry, folks. I hated it. I, we called it out when it was, we called out the the Republican side of the world when everybody was saying that uh, Colin Kaepernick's being blackballed, and we said we thought that was wrong. And I think it's wrong for us to blast a, a guy for being a Trump supporter. I had not heard that, Mike. Oh, yeah. The next, like, really? he was getting all this love during the game. And then the next day, it, it had come out that he was a Trump supporter. And a bunch of people started blasting him. I had not heard that. And I'm just like, Yeah, we're going to, I'm not going into politics, Yeah, but either way, either way. Yeah, I think with that performance, at least Henneke, I think earned his spot on the Washington roster for next year. He's either be the bridge quarterback or at least the backup quarterback on that. He's a minimum of a, he's going to get a contract for as a backup somewhere. Yeah. He showed that he has the the heart and the drive and the skill to do it. Um, But the, the bucks still pull it off 31 to 23. Uh, down in 
in uh, Tennessee, the Titans lost to the Ravens 20-13. to Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson finally got a playoff win. It, it was a good game. I felt this game could go either way, especially if they could find a way to stop or contain Derrick Henry, and that's what they did. Yep. All right, down in New Orleans, Saints got a 21-9 victory over the Bears. It could have been 21-10, but they chose not to kick the extra point at the end of the game. So the Saints actually got the bye week this week. I was wrong. Yeah. Did, did you catch any of the Nickelodeon broadcast or the highlights from it? Uh, No. I found out. I thought I had Nickelodeon. I did not. I don't actually have Nickelodeon. I have Nick Jr. Oh, yeah. I so saw. I watched. I watched. I watched, go ahead. watched a little bit of like the highlights of the team talking about it, of uh, like the young Sheldon character popping up out of nowhere to explain, like, uh, explain what what a false start is, and maybe like the slime. Um, I did like that at least during the post game interview with Sean Payton of the coach, they actually did dump a uh, a Gatorade thing of slime on him live. It wasn't like a virtual slime. So I guess, I mean, hey, I mean, the playoff, the, I think they said the ratings still kind of slipped for that weekend, but at least, I mean, you had a fun broadcast, though, at least. Yeah, I, so I could see him doing it again. I kind of hope, and I, I'll have to see if, if it's going to happen, but I, I kind of hope that the NFL Network uh, rebroadcasts that version of it, because I'd like <laughs> to see it. Um, yeah, and the, there, there was a... Um, uh, did, did you hear the the f bomb that got dropped live on air during I, that game? I've heard of. I I mean, yeah, I think so. I I heard a yeah. couple f bombs. Yeah, there was the a, a, a the ref was calling a penalty for a oh, player yep, making yep. the tackle. Yep, coming down the kickoff, and he said the wrong number of the player being penalized. And what the Cordell Paris <laughs> said, "What the f?" Yeah, and except that he didn't stop it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I guess that also came up over the Nickelodeon broadcast as well. Ooh. <laughs> they didn't catch the beep. Apparently they need button. to add a 10-second delay on NFL games for Nickelodeon. <laughs> Especially if there's no yeah. fans in the in attendance. Yeah, but uh, the, the one funny thing that I did see on it, though, I don't know, they didn't obviously fix it live on air, but you know how on, uh, how on SpongeBob, whenever there's foul language on SpongeBob, they they kick in like the dolphin sound oh yeah to where like afterwards they said they had the what the ee, 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 or something like that and uh look we fixed it <laughs> uh that didn't actually happen you know if they could do it in a 10 if they put a 10 second delay and i'm sure they could just have a guy that goes yeah so okay yeah. and then in the final game of the week the brown Steelers. who called it last week rich you picked the browns Yes, I did. Forty-eight to thirty-seven, and they would have won this. And it game didn't even, even look that close. Yeah, it... they would have won this game even without like the freak play of the the Steelers' center hiking the ball over. Yeah, over Ben Big Ben's head. Yeah, no, it so, was not yeah, even that great close. Great pick, Mike. Great pick. Yeah, there. I I had said it after they lost to the to the football team. I said the Steelers are not who we thought they were. And 
I stand by that fact. They are not. They are not the team. That what do the Steelers need to do in the next year to make up for for uh, their where they're lacking? Man, that that that's a good question, Mike. I mean, that's they've a, stuck with Big Ben this long. I mean, you're. It's gonna take. I think they're gonna have, almost have to go down the road that the that the Chargers went down when uh, toward the end of the Philip Rivers era. Yeah. Of they're probably going to have to invest a high draft pick in his replacement. Man, so this this gets into some some weird stuff because outside when we were kids, outside of Joe Montana going to Kansas City, mostly your quarterbacks your teams took care of them to the end. If a team liked a guy, they took care of him to to the end. And then all of a sudden, this young man named Brett Favre comes through. And what does he do? He says, well, I'm going to keep playing, and you guys don't want me, so I'm going to go somewhere else. And then I'm going to come back to the division. And then Peyton Manning... He he wanted to trade to somewhere in the division, and they said, no, we're going to trade you to probably the worst team where you can go in the Jets. And then he signed with the Vikings and played there for two years. Yep. And then... Peyton Manning said, wait, that's an option? And then he went to Denver. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing the last couple years of your your, uh, eligibility, I I don't want to say eligibility, but of your talent being used somewhere else. And this year, honestly, you look at the Colts, you look at the, um, you look at the, the Bucks. It's happening with success. Yeah, of going somewhere else. I mean, could you see Drew Brees going somewhere else if the no. Saints try no choose to go another direction? No, because the, the Saints and Big Ben are the other two like veteran quarterbacks. The Saints love that man. Okay. The Saints they will let him stay in New Orleans as long as he wants. I believe so. The other okay. side of that is um, the the other one is a Aaron. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers could Are we gonna find s- his way out of a job yeah. with another team if the if uh, the Packers decide it's time to go to Jordan Love. Yeah. So this offseason is going to be interesting for another offseason of who's going where. Um, and we're going to see. Like, is Phillip going to continue in the NFL or is he going to go up to the booth? Who knows? Um and so last week, Rich, you made a th- you made a five hundred for your picks. Mm-hmm. I w- I did one better. Yeah. Did... So that so you have the early lead to yep. have your choice in the Super Bowl matchup. All right, so Mike, so that sets up the divisional round games yep. being Baltimore at Buffalo, Cleveland at Kansas City tonight, um, and then Ram. Oh, not tonight, but um, this week. And then uh, the L.A. Chargers going out to Green Bay. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going down to the Big Easy. You meant Rams, not Chargers. Yeah, I did. Sorry. Okay. I like the Chargers more than the Rams. Sorry. So, <laughs> of these uh, of these games, which is the easiest one for you to pick? The easiest one for me to pick? Man. There's a, there's a, I can see any of those eight teams winning the game. 
winning the game. I totally agree. I think the Browns oh. are the Browns and the Ravens for me are the two that maybe the Rams. Browns and Rams are the least likely to win, in my yeah, opinion. For, yeah, for for me, if we were ranking these as confidence points, I'd probably have the Chiefs and Browns at the high, highest. So let's go through our four. picks, and then we'll give you our conf- we'll, we'll give some confidence points this this week. Um, okay. So Bills Ravens, who you got? Bills. Bills. Uh, who it's you gonna got? Chiefs. And- it, it's going to be cold and snowing. Lamar Jackson has never played in snow. Lamar said, I hope that it, I, this is not the first game I end up playing in snow. He legitimately said that. Bad news for you, Lamar. You're going It'll to Buffalo. Snow. It's going to be right. snowing. Uh, okay. Right. Chiefs, Browns, Mike. Chiefs. Chiefs. Rams, Packers. I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going with the Packers. A.A. Ron is just... He's on a FU tour this year <laughs> to the leadership for drafting, uh, for drafting love, uh, love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan love. Jordan love. They, he is on an FU tour. He's going to show them he's going to the Super Bowl, uh, and then he's got. Then we got the Saints and the Bucks. Rich, we know that you got the Saints going all the way to the Super Bowl this year, but did you pick them to beat the Bucks? Yes, I did. As did I. Um, so, so let me let me at least go back back up a little bit to that Rams Packers matchup. You got yep. to say why you picked the Packers. Yep. I'm picking the Rams because I think that defense can slow down the Packers, and okay. they and the Rams have a good rushing attack with Cam Akers I and think, Malcolm Brown. I think that I don't mind that as a reason. Here's why I think here here's what I think is wrong about that. Um, they have a running they they have a running game and they have Aaron Rodgers which is a running and passing game in and of himself okay so you now have now i don't think they're this cute i, I use the term cute um a lot of people said that they thought what who was it was being too cute this week oh the saints they were complaining that the saints were being too cute about how they how they're using Hill and between Hill and and um, Breeze Breeze and and all that stuff. They're saying that they're getting too cute with that. I think if it's winning, you go with what's winning. But I think that the Packers need to bring in a little bit more of that. They actually need to bring that RPO in quite a bit more. Uh, you know that Aaron can actually run, and you know that he's got the arm and he's got the vision. I think if they could in if they were to incorporate that this week, that would help them even more. But I still think it's hard to it's hard to bet against AA Ron. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I'm making the Rams pick based on the defense and the running that they have, but more so because if the Rams pull the upset, the Saints do not have to go to Green Bay. The other th- question, though, is: Do you think that the Rams are going to be able to go up there and uh, and play at a high level in uh, the weather in Green Bay? That's what's gonna, but that's where a good defense can come in. Okay. Um, uh, however, their quarterback also has a pin in his thumb, so he's on his throwing hand. That's gonna make things complicated. Yeah. So maybe let, let's go opposite here. What would each of the teams that we didn't pick have to do to get a victory, in your opinion? So okay. Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. What would have to for Baltimore to get a win. They need a quarterback that that's seen snow in his life. Okay. So if the weather isn't as bad, I, I can agree with you. If the weather isn't as bad, 
Yeah. I think Baltimore's got a chance because their offense can keep up with the Bills' offense. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a, it's gonna, the weather's going to – is what's killing the Rams this week. Um, Browns and Chiefs, man, uh, they need Patrick Mahomes to get hit by a bus on his way into the uh, <laughs> into the arena. I don't think you need to go that extreme, Mike. I mean – Oh, Browns I'm not are... saying he, he has to get, like, broken even to the – like, he just needs to be shooken up enough by getting hit by the bus to be – to do it – or to mess him up, to put him off so his game. So you say maybe maybe he steps wrong off the bus, hits the concrete, and has a concussion. It's in Kansas City. He's driving. He's driving his own car into the thing. He's not driving riding a bus. Oh, anywho, um, I think the Browns could have a chance if their defense could come up with a big play like they did against Pittsburgh, and they can but control the... the clock with handing the ball off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Now, granted, they they pulled off four interceptions. Against uh, against Big Ben, so yeah, they need to they need to do something like they did with that. I still don't okay. think that that's going to happen. Um, okay. So I've given my reasons on why I think the Rams can beat the Packers. My reason for why the Packers obviously win the game is because of Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So let's skip over to the Bucks Saints game. What would well, what happens? What else don't I get to say Bucks? why I think that the Rams could actually win? Because I think they have a they, they have okay. a way to do it. Um, and it does not involve Aaron Rodgers getting hit by a bus. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Aaron Darnold. Period. If he comes back and is 100% healthy, that is a nightmare scenario for Aaron Rodgers. And that that is getting hit by a bus. That, that man is a beast. And if he comes back and he's 100% healthy, I don't care who your quarterback is there. You got to... Your your quarterbacks know the game plan, and it's kind of a plug-and-play plug type feature right now. Quarterback for them is not the important part. The important part is that defense, and you are correct, that that defense shows up. But if Aaron Darnold is not 100%, they don't have a chance. Okay. If he's 100%, watch out, watch out uh, A.A. Ron, because you don't know what you're going to be hit with. Uh, okay, how do the Bucks do this? This is the third time that Tom Brady and the Bucks will be facing the Saints. They lost the first two matchups, and it's hard to beat a team. It's hard for a team to sweep a season series 3-0. 100% agree, um, but this is going to take Tom turning into playoff Tom, which I don't think he really was last week. Because if, if he was playoff Tom... Washington would have not been anywhere in that game. He would have scored 20 more points. There were holes in that defense that were so big, you and I could have played through them. And Tom Brady didn't. So Tom Brady is what will make the uh, the Bucks win that game. Um, they do need production from um, from Gronk. They need him to do something. He didn't even he, – he was basically forgotten uh, on on the game last week. Uh, what's the, what's their other quarter – or their other tight end's name? Um, Cameron Brait. Yeah, Brait. Brait showed up, and he looked great. Like, if I'm Gronk, I'm like, I thought you loved me, Tom. Now you're seeing this other boy? I came out of retirement for this? 
<laughs> and now you got your your other your other tight end. Get that out of here. All right. So before we move on to some quick hits and coaching hires, uh, the summary of our picks, Mike, you're going with Bills, Bills Chiefs, Chief. Packers, and Saints. And Rich, you are going with the Bills, Chiefs, Rams, and Saints. That's right. So we'll recap how we did next week. So on to some quick hits, Mike. Um, we had another coach lose their job in between shows as the yep. Eagles fired Doug Peterson. Yep. So um, conflicting reports on what's causing this. Um, I honestly think that it's a combination of the two. Yeah, I, I heard it was because Doug Peterson was tired of people of the management of the team telling him what to do on the sidelines. Um, what I had heard is Doug Peterson. I mean, we all saw what happened the last game of the. They could. They had the opportunity to win that game and make the playoffs. Or, or at least make it competitive. Washington prevent Washington from making the playoffs. They they had no chance of making the playoffs. Oh, that's right. You're right. But they they had the chance to winning of winning that game on the last game of the season. Now, and they just pooped the bed. And in fact, not only that, they brought in uh they brought in guys that they let their third string quarterback Technically a third string, but in that game he was the backup quarterback, Nate Sildfield. Oh yeah, because the decision by saying that that was in our game plan was to get him some reps this game. Okay, I don't care. That's but not. You no. can't let your pre-game plan dictate what's going to happen in the actual game when you have a chance to win. If I have the opportunity to win a game, I'm doing everything I can to do it. And when they went into that game and they noticed that they had the opportunity to win. And they still said, nah, we're good. That's why he doesn't have a job. Yeah, they got the fourth overall pick out of it, but is that worth it? So, Well, what's Doug Peterson doing on Monday? Now he's looking for a job. Right. Or maybe he's either going to take a year off, or maybe he might go to be an offensive coordinator for somebody. I don't know. Follow-up. It, it is gonna it is gonna hurt him so bad to uh in the future for him not not playing that game the way he should have and that's gonna that's gonna make it really tough but rich you have on the outline the question of that team who do you keep who do you trade hurts Wentz. go bam Obviously, I think the front office made that decision to salvage their relationship with Wentz because obviously he said he he wanted to be traded if I'm not going to be the starter. Um, moreover, who's going to take Wentz's contract? I don't know. There was rumors that maybe that's a cop of contract that could work out in for a team that maybe wants in somewhat established starter instead of a rookie. So maybe he could go to Indy or Denver in a trade. Man. But I don't know. I mean, it seems like Philly wants to keep both of these guys now. Yeah. And make it an open competition and trade the guy that doesn't win to a quarterback needy team. Hertz is the only one you can trade. He's still on a rookie deal. You can't. They're not going to trade Wentz. They gave him that contract. 
They gave him way too much money. Nobody's going to take that contract. Hertz is the only one really as an option to trade. Okay. Um, so, so we kind of disagree on that. I think that I to clear up salary cap space. I think they. Try, I think you should try and trade Wince. You can and... try to trade him, but I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think anybody's going to be in the market for him. What's he done to deserve the money he's earning? Nothing. Okay. So if he's he hasn't potential, but he hasn't delivered on that potential. If he hasn't done anything to earn the money that he's making, and you're a you're a GM of another team, are you really gonna look at him and say, Okay, yeah, we'll take him. We'll take that stupid expensive contract that he doesn't deserve? I don't see anybody taking it. Hertz is the way to tr- trade out Hertz if you want to, or keep him on your rookie contract, and then you're going to have to get rid of him because you can't afford to have two big quarterback contracts on your on your thing. Um, do you want to say anything else or? Nope. Okay. Um, so we did have some hirings this week. Um, I mean, the one on top is the one I hate. All right, so I got Urban Meyer right. You were laughing at me when I said he's the guy I thought would go to Jacksonville, I, but uh, here he is. Um, Robert Shila, the uh, former defensive coordinator in San Francisco, will now go across the coast to coach the Jets. And Arthur Smith is going to go from Nashville's offensive coordinator to be the head coach in the ATL. So openings still available out there, Mike. Which, so... So real quick, Houston, did, didn't you say Salah was going to go somewhere else? I thought that he would wind up. I, I thought that he would have wound up in Detroit. Okay. But but I, I like the hiring by the Jets. I agree. No, I agree. Um, Urban Meyer, I think, is a terrible. Is, is terrible. He's retired three times and uh, isn't willing to, to stand by it. So he's not a man of his word. I'm sure his wife has something to say about it, but whatever. Um, still open, though. Houston, L.A., the Los Angeles Chargers, the Phillies, and Detroit. You you were going to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that, that's where I was going. It was the openings that are in. Um, supposedly, uh, the leading candidate in Detroit is Saints assistant head coach Dan Campbell. I like who, that. Uh, who uh, was also the interim coach in Miami for a couple of games at the end of I don't know if that was at the end of the Joe Philbin era or if it was. Either way, I like that. I think that's a good oh, pick. Yeah. And uh, Brian Doble from Buffalo. Buffalo's OC is supposedly going to be the choice out in Charger for the Chargers. Um, there isn't. I haven't heard of a clear favorite in Houston or Philly yet, um, but it seems like Philly finally is going to appease Deshaun Watson and will in, and has requested an interview. You mean with Houston. Eric for Houston. Which, if if he doesn't get that job, I think Deshaun's done. I think he'll sit yeah. out. I think he will literally sit out a season in order to to not deal with Houston's management anymore. Yeah, he is really upset with that. So supposedly, um, I mean, they the Houston's organization paid big money to a search firm to assist with their GM with their GM openings and were very open with the, not only Deshaun Watson with who, who was going to be getting interviewed and who they interviewed, but also former team icon, Andre Johnson, 
and when they did an about face and hired Nick Casario instead of the instead of the people that the that search firm recommended, both of them were just livid and yeah. pissed off. Yep. I honestly, if if they don't if they don't pick up Beyondami, I don't know if Desha- we see Deshaun. I don't think we see Deshaun in a Texans uniform again. And I so think where would you? So the one trade rumor I've heard floated out there is Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins, and Houston gets number three Tua Tungavailoa, and Ooh. I think, and I think Miami's other first round draft pick, which is like eighteen, and then Houston gets, and then uh, also going to Miami along with Watson is a second round pick. That seems low for what what I've been hearing the rumors for Deshaun should be. Um, the rumors I've heard are at least two, if not three first round draft picks. Now, if you're giving up Tua and a first round, that's one thing. I think if you do Tua this year's first round, I think they're going to have to sweeten the pot a little bit more. So, the Chicago Bears, would you mortgage your draft choice, draft picks over the next couple of years to get Deshaun, to have Deshaun Watson in the building? What are we known for when we do our draft picks? Tight what, ends. Well, no, right now, what is our what is our, the legacy of our of our big draft picks? I'm not sure where you're going with this one, Mike. So go ahead. Mitch Trubisky. When we are left to our own devices, we decide we're gonna we need Mitch Trubisky. That's the guy we're going after. We can't draft anyway. We don't we actually we do a really good job mid to late in the first round, and then we do great jobs in our second through fifth round. But that first round, we suck at. Give up the next three years. You give up the next three you give up the next three years. Maybe give a protected first round or give a protected next year uh, to um, uh, say that if it's not better than a than in the top ten, you also get a second or a, a fourth round next year. Yeah, I mean the other thing you got to factor in with Watson is that he does have that big long-term contract that he signed too. So you got to factor that into can you afford his contract underneath the salary cap as well. We're not pay- we we honestly we the the place that I don't the the defense is the only thing eating up our salary cap. And yes, we paid Mac quite a bit of money this for this uh for for this his contract. Um and Hicks has a decently sized contract. But overall, they're not quarterback level contracts. Okay. Um, and I think you restructure it a little bit, give him more time and longer, and, and more money on the back end. Okay. So oh, that's yeah. that's what I think. I mean, do I think it's going to happen? No. Uh, I think what the Bears need to do is wait for Detroit to either put Stafford out out on the mix or move Stafford to or next year when Stafford is a free agent we need to move on him okay fair enough so moving over the baseball uh the Cubs avoided arbitration with uh Javi Baez and Chris Bryant agreeing on one-year deals 
Um, I think Bryant gets about 11 and a half million. Bryant's getting 19 and a half million to avoid arbitration and buy some money. Yeah. Before getting, um, before working on long-term deals. Baez should have been a long-term deal. I can agree with that. I, I, I think that if you had to choose between Bryant or Baez for a long-term deal, I would choose Baez. Uh, Baez should have been a long-term deal. He's the guy that right now you, you lock that long-term deal up and then you, you can, you use him this year. Bryant, you're, you know, you're not going to get a contract out of him. You're not getting the contract. You're not going to offer him the contract he wants. He's going to have, he's going to go to the open market. Somebody will pay him. It's not going to be us. It's not going to be the Cubs. Okay. Um, yeah. Unless they maybe, I think the only way the Cubs can sign him at this point, if, assuming that he spends the entire year with the Cubs is that if he has another down year and maybe you convince him and him and Scott Boris to take like a two year, a two year or another one year deal as kind of like a pillow contract to build up, rebuild out your trade, your, uh, your value before going back out to the free agent market. The hardest part is Chris Bryant's statements and his choice of agent are completely opposite. So Chris Bryant has said, I would love to be a cub my entire career. He said it. He loves Chicago. He loves the, the people. He loves the state. He, he loves it. He loves being a cub. He wants to be a cub his entire career. He said it. If you want to be a Cub your entire career, why do you got a guy like Scott Boris, who you know rarely lets guys take home, home de- hometown deals, even if it means that they get longer and end up with more, he fights for more short-term deals. Yeah, that, that that's a great point. That's why Scott, that's why Bryce Harper is playing in Philly I, right now, and I I can't think of any other Scott Boris clients off the top of my head, but that's, that does tend to be the the strategy for his clients is to go to free agency and let me do my thing of getting you the biggest deal that I can. The biggest bust that turned out not to be a bust that turned out to be a bust left Chicago officially. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber signs a one-year deal to go reunite with Davey Martinez in uh, Washington. Yep. So if you don't uh, if you don't understand my my statement there, um, I mean Kyle comes in, tears his knee out, ends up we're like oh that was great we just spent all that capital to get him and now we now we got a guy that's broke, and then he comes in and basically saves the World Series for us, and then hasn't really done much since. Yeah. He could hit home runs, but if he wasn't hitting the, if he wasn't hitting the home run, he was striking out or it, hitting into the shift. If he wasn't Schwarber smashing it, he wasn't doing nothing. So, yeah, good. I mean, good on him for making some money. Uh, hopefully, he can do something long term. Uh, finally, uh, last two things, and, and one of them is going to be quick. The other one, we're gonna we got an article I got to look at. Uh, Lindor is been traded to the Mets. Yeah. You knew he wasn't going to sign long-term with, with, with Cleveland because Cleveland doesn't like to pay its players. It it sticks to a budget, and if a player doesn't fit in within that budget, they're gone. Yep. That's why 
Trevor Bauer, Corey Kluber, Jason Kipnis. Um, Who's so? As we're talking about it, just as a quick uh, aside, if you are a fan of any MLB team, which is your which is the one that you know you're never going to have all stars long term. Probably Tampa Bay and Cleveland right now. Um, would you? I would also argue Oakland. I mean, you just always know. Yeah, Oakland, I mean, yeah. Moneyball has always has, has come out of Oakland. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Oakland's another good example. Billy's never going to spend the money unless. I mean, a he doesn't get the money to spend, but b he finds value elsewhere, and so yeah. they do a good right. job of making what they have work best. But again, I don't know that. So that that kind of brings up a point of a, an article that you shared with me by a blog, uh, by a Cubs blog of it's time for the it's time for the Ricketts to sell the Cubs because all they care about is making money, not about reinvesting it in the team because that's basically what Cleveland is doing, is that they're they want to make money and not invest in stars like Francisco Lindor. We, even when he said, "I would love to play my entire year in Cleveland." So, and they chose not to re-sign him. I disagree, and this is okay. this, this is where I disagree with the article on that point. I understand what they're saying is that the Ricketts are here to make money, but the Ricketts were huge Cubs fans before they even bought the team. The reason they bought the team was because they loved the Cubs. They were they were going to games as often as they could. They were doing things that. Uh, they legitimately were guys that they they love the family loved the team and has loved the team for years um i think the i actually would say my problem with the ricketts family is that they're too inve- they they like the team too much and they get sentimental about their players yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't go down. I don't. I would disagree with you as far as being too sentimental with players. Is I, I don't think that the decisions that the Cubs are making, saying it, oh, it's financial. We don't have the money. That's why we traded away Darvish. But I think it's, I think maybe it's the fan base getting too invested and thinking that after the World Series in '16 that you were too immersed with it being this is going to be a dynasty and being disappointed that only one World Series came out of 2016. And you maybe you're not thinking, looking in the big picture and looking at the guys that the Cubs are deciding either not to re-sign or trading away in the, in the and using finance, and only looking at the, the short-term financial situation Yep. instead of that the front office is having to make some hard decisions that, that are, that are going to be the best for the team long-term. So I don't. I also didn't agree with the article saying that it was time. It's time for the Ricketts to sell the club. Yeah, I. I think there's a lot more that's going into their decisions that we don't even see. Um, and then finally, um, to close the, the show out because we are running a little long and I got to get on the road. I got a place to be in under two hours, and it's a two hour, two and a half hour drive. So we'll see. Anyway, um, more pertinent to you in the Quad Cities, the Clinton Lumber Kings uh, actually are going to be able to play baseball this year as they are um, they were invited and have accepted and are joining a new 16 team 16 wait yeah so it's a 16 team collegiate wood bat league 
spread across the Midwest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, it's before rookie ball is what it looks like. It's a, it's a semi-pro, pro, like, pro, but you're in college still is what it looks like type league. Um, it's called the Prospect League. Um, so they have Clinton. They picked up Burlington as well. So that's a new Ooh, one didn't, okay. that we didn't know. Um, the and I'm trying to see if there's anybody else. Um, the Corn Belters. I don't even know that. I don't know where they're. Dansville, Dans, yeah, out of Dansville, Illinois. Um, I don't see any other teams on but, here. Uh, but, I mean, overall, I mean, I, I think it's good for the communities of Clinton and Burlington to have um, semi-pro or semi-pro baseball. Yep. I mean, are they going to have the same players year in and year out? Oh, no. no. But, but some baseball is better than no baseball for those communities who spent some probably some good money on getting those ballparks yeah. uh, built, built and maintained for, for, the, uh, for the Lumber Kings and the Bees of the past so um they will end up going out as far as uh johnstown pennsylvania and west virginia the west virginia miners in i want to say it's charleston west virginia mm-hmm. uh and they have a couple teams in ohio they end up playing i mean it's a small league it's only two four twelve teams yeah twelve teams so um, good on them. They got something up there to look at. Um, it looks like I mean, it, they're they're Mississippi River teams. They have five teams from the Mississippi that are on the Mississippi River. So that's always I mean that's that's always nice to have. Yeah, they're gonna see uh, Chillicothe, Illinois as well. No, so not uh, Illinois. Chillicothe, oh, Illinois. Chillicothe it's somewhere else. Ohio. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, I was just there. Lafayette, Terre Haute. Yeah, Terre Haute, Indiana will be good for them. Yep. So, yeah, good good for the communities. I, I like it. So, Well, Rich, you got anything else before we uh, kick this off and uh, we go our separate ways this week? Nah. We, we've gone way over, way over our normally scheduled time for the okay. show. So, uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, uh, and you want to participate in the poll question, if or if you're listening, uh, check us out at Facebook.com/slash Fans of Balls and Six. That's a fan page for our show. Or if you're looking for our page and you listen to us on the podcast, don't forget to check us out at Facebook.com/slash Balls and Sticks. That's where you can watch our live shows if you want to see what Rich and I look like, or if you want to just make a comment on the on the show um especially when we're live uh we do want to give a shout out uh sue hart uh thank you for letting us know uh earlier that we had no audio uh that's my mama um we try to give shout outs to people who make comments on there um which would be this time of the show where we would normally do that uh but because there is no uh comments we'll do we'll leave that um if you're watching us on facebook and you realize you could get all this information by just listening to us. Rich, what should they do? Go find out. Search Balls and Sticks, the podcast, wherever you find your fav- your podcasts. Yep. On online. I always listen to us on Apple. Yep. On Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on control. 
Spotify and uh, Google Podcasts and all those other places. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that you can uh, um, you can find us at a lot of different places. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, we we love hearing from our fans, and uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Um, folks, have a great day. God bless, and uh, we'll see you in uh, a week or so. Yeah, next Saturday. Oh, I guess I can play this, even though I don't have the outro slide thing. You still got to play it for the podcast, folks. Yeah. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.